ESPN Honolulu brings you On Point with Artie Wilson. Brought to you by Ultimate Innovations, Artie Wilson and Associates, Hawaii State Federal Credit Union, and the Kahala Clinic for Children and Family. Aloha and welcome to the show. Happy Friday to everyone and hoping you're having an outstanding week and looking forward to a great weekend. I know I am because I've got to uh, celebrate some September birthdays. Uh, my number two daughter, Chloe, and her husband, John, are in town. They brought two of my grandsons. So Noah, happy birthday, Noah. He's going to be three years old this month. And Micah was one yesterday. So I've got two little uh, future little all-stars at the house right now in Micah and Noah, and both are celebrating a birthday in the month of September, as is my daughter, Chloe, born uh, on 9-11, so she makes the big 3-0. My goodness, she's about to catch her dad in, in uh, age. She's uh, the big 3-0, so happy birthday, Chloe, Noah, and Micah, who are going to be celebrating this month. We'll have a big to do tomorrow. It should be a lot of fun, and I'm excited about having them in town. They actually live in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, Chloe's a graduate of TCU. Her husband, John, is a graduate of Texas, uh, San Antonio, who played a lot of baseball there. Also, a pretty good football player. He gave me the 411 on Todd Graham and the Grahams uh, before Todd became the coach here. So I had some insight. Maybe I should have shared it. Anyway, welcome uh, to the show. The show is on. It's uh, 296-1420 is the number. You can call us and talk story, 808-296-1420. Big congratulations to the world champs, the Little League team from Oahu here. How great has it been to celebrate these young guys and how special have they been? Not only are they, they tremendous young athletes, but they are mentally tough, physically skilled, and they play a great style of baseball, and they enjoy the game, and it is a beautiful game. They enjoy the game to the max, and it makes it a lot easier when you're winning, and I understand that, but those guys are tremendous. Big congratulations to them. I'm happy the city and all those that got involved, the mayor and everyone got involved giving them their due yesterday. Also acknowledged uh, that the UH tried as best it could last week at the TC Ching Field to acknowledge them. It was a little uh, the PA system at TC Ching has got to be improved, but at least you saw the little guys out there with the NCAA champion volleyball team, the men's volleyball team, two-time champion. They were together, so that was kind of cool to see the the world champion Little Leaguers and the NCAA two-time national champs in the men's UH volleyball team together on the field. Great acknowledgement. Nice to see that. The phone lines are open. We've got Sean on the line. What's going on, Sean? How you doing? Hey, how's it going, Artie? It's going great, man. How's everything? Oh, it's fantastic. And, uh, you know, I was kind of bummed that I, I got tied up last week and I wanted to call you about the... Uh, Donovan Mitchell trade, Oof. but this weekend, more importantly, this weekend, the Hall of Fame selection of some pretty good talent, uh, including who I thought was an excellent choice 
Ginobili and Hardaway, I mean, those are excellent choices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no question about it. No question about it. It should be a nice celebration for for a number of guys going into the the NBA Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, when you when you play the game at the highest level, and then you are acknowledged after your retirement. That's pretty. That's pretty special. And there's no greater acknowledgement than to be selected into that rare group of guys who are NBA Hall of Famers. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and of course, since, since you know, I, I I've heard a lot of people talk of how much Donovan Mitchell you know boosts Cleveland's chance, and I think Cleveland got what they wanted. A you know, a professional closer that can close the deal and score points and and put pressure on on teams defensively. But I still see four or five teams in front of Cleveland. No, I I agree with you. I I I think Cleveland gave up. Who they gave? I I don't know if I would have given up all that they gave up for Donovan Mitchell, but. You know they're they're wanting to do something right now. I'm I'm not I'm not co-signing that that move and those trades, but uh, I think there's a number of, of of East Coast teams or Eastern Conference teams that are going to be better than the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think they'll be competitive. I think they'll move up spots. You know, I I I still think they're kind of like on the echelon of the middle pack. And if they can prove themselves against the top play, the top teams like Miami, Boston, Milwaukee, and um, but do you put them in front of here? You got Miami, you got Boston, you got Milwaukee, yep. you got Philadelphia. Yep. Cleveland's yeah, Philadelphia. behind behind those four. Yeah, easily. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I and mean, then, and, then, and what about what about the Bulls? Because the Bulls surprised everybody last year, and they felt to. They fell down the, the stretch because of injuries. Yeah, and I thought of all the injuries I saw, the one that was the most critical was Middleton from the Bucks because Milwaukee really missed his scoring. Yeah, they the missed him. Yeah, they missed because he's he's kind of a an unsung hero. I mean, uh, Giannis is is incredible, um, but yeah. you know you what you're going to get with him. Uh, Drew Holiday is. Um, the heart and soul because he gives you toughness and defensively there's not many guys better. But yeah. Middleton is a guy but Middleton is Middleton's a clutch. like the utility knife. Yeah. You know? He's useful and he, he scores timely shots. Yeah. And doesn't need the ball in his hand all the time. And then you have to pay attention to him because if you leave him open, he'll kill you. Well, he's he's the guy that can go two or three times down the court and not touch the ball and do anything offensively and then hit three in a row when you need it most. Yep, yep, I totally agree, Artie. Yep, no, he's he's going to be special. It'll be nice to see him back and hopefully healthy. I'm excited. I'm trying to, to, to not get too excited about the upcoming NBA season and college basketball oh, and everything. I'm trying to trying I'm to give some I'm trying to give some love to to football. Trying to give love to football. That's the appetizer, right? But that's right. It is the appetizer. It's not the main entree. You're right. Let's get to the meat and potatoes. It's basketball, Artie. That's true. No, that's true. I. New fabulous five. Yeah, yeah. You you got to start. You 
got to start doing those drills and start playing, Artie. Well, I got, I, I got one of my three-year-olds. He was working with the balls yeah. yesterday, so I'm going to have him out there this weekend. He'll be, he'll be handling right hand, left hand, going left, right. He'll make it happen real quick. Noah's going to be a little athlete. I'm not sure what sport he'll play, maybe baseball, maybe basketball, but that one will compete, I can assure you. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you will. Yeah. It's in the genes. There you go. It's genetic. Yeah. All right, Sean. We appreciate your call, man. Uh, Take care. Thank you for taking my call. Have a good weekend. You too, as well. Thanks for calling, Sean. And you are right. The NBA in basketball is about to come. We're in football season. That's the the salad. That's the soup. That's the the poo-poo tray. We'll get a couple, uh, couple little entrees here coming up soon with basketball, but we'll we'll enjoy football before uh, before we get to basketball. We're gonna have a, a a minute, or what am I calling it? Moments with Miano. Yeah, we'll have moments with Miano in just a moment. We'll get back with Rich Miano, talk a little UH football and other things right after this first break. Let's take a break here on On Point with yours truly, Artie Wilson. We'll be back in just a moment. Welcome back to this show. Let's go out, out to the phone lines and talk with football man, guy who knows the game of football very well, moments with Rich Miano. What's up, Rich? How you doing? Good morning, Artie. Uh, just out here in Vegas, um, about to be, take part of this uh, Polynesian football classic, which is like the best West Coast high school football classic in America. So uh, something we've been doing now for five or six years and uh, – very proud of that. So I'm in Vegas. Well, hopefully you're doing well. Go there and, and and have your Polynesian football classic, and don't leave extra money on the table. Okay. I'll try not to, my brother. <laughs> I understand. Are you? Uh, what is the line up there on the Hawaii Michigan? Is there a line, or do they just say we just can't even have a line for this? I think there's still a line, and I don't know which way it's moving. But the last. Uh, recognition, I think it was 51 points, which is somewhat unheard. It's unheard of in the National Football League. In college football, it's by far the biggest point spread of this weekend's games. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's uh, the game coming up tomorrow for Hawaii against the Michigan uh, number four Michigan team. It's it's going to be a tough one, and you just hope that the Rainbow Warriors will compete, play hard, play well. I understand that they'll probably be outmatched, but as I've always said, football is an interesting game because it's not a round ball and it can bounce and go all kinds of ways. All it takes is a couple of uh, breaks here and there, and they might be competitive against the Michigan team. Might be. You know, already in in 1995, uh, when I was, June Jones was the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. We played the San Francisco 49ers because they were in our division, so we lost to them like 42 to 7. The 16th game of the season to make the playoffs, we had to play the San Francisco 49ers for the second time. Guys had their U-Hauls packed up. Guys had their plane reservations. Guys were already, you know, pretty much checked out. But the sad part about that was we won the football game. We went to the playoffs. So you're exactly right in terms of, like, on any given Sunday, and in this case, any given Saturday. This is one of those matchups that seems to be overwhelming. But, again, it's about pride. It's about when Reggie Bush was asked about who the 
uh, toughest player he's ever played against in college football. And he said number 42 from Hawaii, Leonard Peters. We lost the game, but you can win individual battles. You can win individual, uh, you know, every snap you have a chance to show the NFL scouts if, if you, that's what your goal is to go to the next level, that you can play with guys that are going to the next level. So it's, it's, it's something that Hawaii needs to play almost error-free. They have to play, you know, their technique, whatever else, and then just hope that – Michigan realizes that they were in a football game and Hawaii was there physically to, to hit and to play, you know, football the way Hawaii is capable. Yeah, and Hawaii has a, you know, people people want to act like Hawaii has not had a, um, a proud tradition of playing really good football. I mean, when you were playing, when you were, you've been coaching up there, you guys had – I was talking to my son-in-law last night about how when there was forty or 50,000 people at Aloha Stadium and, and the offense was kicking, the defense was kicking, I said, we have had moments, and not just moments, we've had hours of football, of great football played by the University of Hawaii football team, and we need to get back to that. This weekend might be a challenge, but we still need to get back to playing where we are not just on the field competing, that we're winning and we're doing things the way it needs to be done. And I, I know you you bleed green. You want Hawaii to be successful. You want us to be great. And I, I'm certain you've got ideas on what, what it's going to take to get us back to that place. Yeah, you know, Artie, and we saw glimpses of that last week. We saw better tackling. We saw some individual performances. Uh, I thought Panay Pavihi went sideline to sideline, and he was a little quicker than um, maybe he was last year. I thought that Noah Kamana came in and, and did a nice job at the safety position. The two corners uh, played really well. And, and defensively, they had the six turnovers, so they had you know all those extra possessions. They had bad field position. So I thought they actually stepped their game up. You know, They had 42 missed tackles the first week. They probably had less than 20 this past game, and you're never going to have a perfect tackling game because these athletes are too good in space. Uh, but the offense, like protection went downhill, and protection was good the first game. Uh, the quarterback play, obviously, they made some poor decisions. And uh, then when you look at quarterback play, you can't blame six interceptions on those guys because two of them were results of receivers dropping the balls right in their hands. Right. So it's one of those deals where they found a backup running back in uh, Najee um, Lely. Yeah, he, he played nicely, and um, they're just going to have to possess the ball, move it, punt the ball, play good field position, and just try to stick around and try not to get embarrassed and just try to be fundamentally sound. And, and I think that's all you can ask for as a coach. But you're right. You go back to, two, you know, when I played, we played Oklahoma, we played Nebraska, we played Iowa, and they all, USC, they all knew they were in a football game in the fourth quarter. And when we were with June Jones, we beat Alabama at, you know, Aloha Stadium. So there's been, and I'll tell you what, there's not been a team that has come through Aloha Stadium or played on the road that didn't know that they played a physical football team when that game was over. So, you know, that's what you're looking for, I guess, as a fan, as a coach, as a broadcaster, as just a fan of Hawaii football is fundamentally sound, tough football, and may the chips you know, fall where they may fall. Yeah, no question about it. You mentioned something, and, and I had a couple of friends who have talked to me in the last couple of days, and and they go, you know, the the amazing thing, and you mentioned working with and playing for Coach Jones, the amazing thing about Coach Jones is his ability 
to get the quarterbacks, and it didn't matter if it was a, I mean, a star quarterback or a guy that he just met, to get the quarterbacks to perform. Think about Dan Robinson. Dan Robinson comes off of a season where he was what zero and twelve, and then he yeah, comes, no, no. Yep. and then he comes in, and, and the next year, he's setting, he's 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 making things happen, and he wasn't a true run and shoot quarterback. Artie, I'm telling you, this guy, Braden Shager, now he made two poor decisions, and then the other two, like I mentioned, would uh, drop by the receivers right in their hands, and that wasn't his fault. But and, and those were bad decisions, but he made four, five, six, seven throws that game that Dan Robinson's not capable of making, and nobody else on this roster is capable of making. If June Jones had Braden Shager, he'd be thrown for prolific numbers, and they'd be scoring points because – it's part system, which and it's part coaching, but it's also the part the belief system, and I just think that they can. Braden Shager may not play this weekend because he's a little banged up, and maybe they're trying to not feed him to the wolves. But I'm telling you what, when Todd Graham told me he's the best quarterback he's ever recruited as a true freshman in 40 years, I'm starting to see why now. And people think I'm crazy, but I've been around enough quarterbacks to know that this. He made good throws, and he made good decisions. Unfortunately, he made two poor decisions were compounded by receivers dropping two balls, so everybody thinks that he's responsible for the four interceptions, and he's a terrible quarterback. But um, t- trust me when I tell you this, he's by far the best quarterback on this roster, and they're going to have to get that guy some reps and get him going if they're going to score some points. Well, the, the, the amazing thing is, I mean, there, there are quarterback gurus. There are guys who know how to to play the game that might not know how to teach the game, but there are guys who never played the game that well who are great instructors and teachers. So you, you just hope that he gets the, the, the direction. And it's not so much about mechanics as it is about a lot of other things that come into play as a quarterback because it's, it's the most important position on the field, and you've got to have a little extra something uh, we saw that last night. I mean, Josh Allen, was he not special? I mean, he was throwing darts against the Rams. I mean, he was – it was scary what he was doing against against a good defensive team. He just threw some some darts. I mean, he was putting the ball into small spaces. Artie, people forget that against the University of Wyoming, Hawaii, up in Wyoming, Josh Allen was only 55%. He barely threw a touchdown pass. People were saying, I knew he couldn't play. And I said, no, there were five throws that he made that nobody in the country could make. And trust me when I tell you, when he gets the right coaching and the right system and he continues to work on his craft, this guy's going to be a great quarterback. And so here we are, you know, five years later, four years later, and he may be the best player in football. Already. He's so unbelievable. That's what I'm getting at. I'm getting at the fact that there is such thing as a scheme. There is such thing as coaching quarterbacks. And there's also the intangibles, and to make that person believe in the system and himself and his receivers and everybody around him, that's what coaching is all about. Yeah, no question. And, you know, when you look back over Hawaii's great history, you've had Timmy Chang had success. Nick Rolovich had success. Uh, uh, Dan Robinson had success. Tyler Grunke had a modicum of success. Colt Brennan had success. I mean, there was... There was a, a quarterback that played for June. I think he started one game. Was that against Alabama? What was the guy's name now? Um, Waylon, wasn't it? 
I think it was uh, Waylon. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, exactly. I think, and he had success against Alabama. Yeah, he had only one or two games where he played, and he beat Alabama. But it was all because he was he was coached up to get it done, and and all the system was in place to make it happen. So there is you know, something. Another guy that's, yeah, and another guy that's totally underappreciated is Bryant Moniz, who was a walk-on oh, six-string unbelievable. quarterback. And that's the same run-and-shoot system. And I know they're trying to do some things. Well, actually, they're not trying to do things in the run-and-shoot system. And Western Kentucky had run-and-shoot concept <sighs> with Tyson Hilton. And, you know, we're, we're going to see what this offense evolves. But right now, they need to find an identity. They need to, you know, be able to do certain things uh, well to be able to compete. And most importantly, they can't turn the ball over. But, yeah, it's, it's, I think that's the most disappointing thing to Hawaii fans because they went two years of Bo Graham's offense, which was horrible, and now they still haven't seen that identity offensively. And they're used to June Jones, and they're used to run and shoot, and they're used to being production on the offensive side of the ball. I just have always thought, why do you change from something – I don't care if everybody in the country knows you're running it. Why would you change it when it works? You know, I mean, I just well, don't get it. Why, why yeah, do you? Why do I, you change? I mean, you tweak it. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I exactly. even even Coach Jones, if he were coaching it today, there would be a change. There would be modifications and adjustments that are made. He says he changes things every year. He adds and tweaks and takes out things. But your basic your basic system which has been so successful for the University of Hawaii, in my mind, you don't change that. You, you keep that sucker going because you've had great success. And the, the, the times you've had the most success is when you've been in that system. So it only makes already, sense already, to do it. Yeah, and it's all about repetitions. And Coach Jones would get 100 reps on a Friday practice, and it's all about timing. And, you know, we haven't got the quarterback – the amount of repetitions he needs. You know, when you see the offensive line struggling, when they were responsible for 120 starts, the third most out of 130 FBS teams, you see if they're struggling in protection, guess what the run and shoot does? It defines the box. It defines who you're blocking. There's very simple calls so that you can use your athleticism and you don't have to be 6'6", 320 pounds to play in it. You don't have to be a huge receiver to run somebody off and set a stock clock on the perimeter. So, you have all those things, and for you know, I thought that was Rolovich's biggest mistake initially too. Is not saying that they were doing concepts of the run and shoot. Second year he started to do more run and shoot. Third year he started to do run and shoot, and that's where the success came, and that's where also the fan appreciation came. So I'd be shocked if Timmy continues to struggle offensively with Ian Shoemaker as the coordinator if there aren't more run and shoot concepts, because then Timmy will be able to at least not necessarily micromanage. But, you know, understand something that he's done in the past and how successful it's been. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're, we're in game three. I mean, we, people don't need to overreact. But I don't think we will, in the history of Hawaii football, experience three games like we're, we're experiencing maybe with tomorrow's game. I mean, we, we're having three, three, it could be three rough, rough uh, outings in a row. And I don't, I don't recall that. I've been here a long time and I've watched a lot of UH football. I don't recall three in a row where we've gotten smacked pretty good without, without turning things around. So maybe this will be the last one. And, and with next week, we can start with, uh, with a, a turnaround. Let's hope that's the case. Yeah, you know, next week is Duquesne, and that's an FCS football team, and we definitely will be the more talented team and most likely, I would imagine, the favorite 
uh, dependent upon what happens this week in terms of us getting physically beat up and mentally beat up. But that's the game that Hawaii is going to have to show the ability to win, the ability to execute, and to, to do the things that and, – and then you, are, then you come into Mountain West Conference play. And to be quite honest with you, there's no uh, Goliath in the Mountain West Conference. If you're playing good football – you can be in some of those games at the end. And I think what the Hawaii fans are looking for is maybe win five or six uh, games, uh, be competitive in all Mountain West Conference games, and uh, treat this like the preseason. And, but the thing about the preseason is, is you have to show continued improvement and uh, that offensively, I thought that was a step back last week. Yeah, boy, no question. I think defensively they, they showed some things. I, I think the corners have been stellar. I think Abraham Elamimian has done an outstanding job of getting his guys ready to play, and they have performed for him game in and game out. And it's actually nice to see him back on that side of the football. You know, already I thought the offensive line would be the strength of this team, and because they were two new corners, JoJo Forrest and Verdell Edwards, along with Hugh Nelson, and then even the inside guy, Malik Hausman, the nickelback, who Abe coaches as well. I, I agree with you. For two games, if you're grading one position right now, I think the cornerback position has been the, the most, uh, the best group consistently. And so you're right. And, and you know what? Here's a guy that should be in the NFL. Here's a guy that should be in Power 5 Conference. He played here. His brother and himself established uh, not only great football players, but great people and great educationally. And, yeah, he, that's the kind of guy that you want to have success for. Um, so, you know what? I love watching Abraham coach. I did coach him. I, I love him like a son. And, and it's encouraging to see, you know, that guy you know bleeds green. Yeah, no question. When you, you mentioned that he and his brother, his brother Solomon, who had a stellar career, maybe a Hall of Fame career in the Canadian Football League, most valuable player. Uh, he he did it all up in Canada, and now he's an an executive. He's running the Canadian Football Association, the Players Association. He has negotiated unbelievable contracts and, and arrangements for the players. So he is getting involved in the other aspect of the sports world in management and administration. So that shows his as an his ability from an academic standpoint, he's doing very, very well. Well, you know he was always competent. You also know he was competitive. You knew he was conscientious. You, you, you knew he was smart. And so you knew he was going to be successful. And the apple don't fall far from the tree, you know, obviously meeting the mom and dad and his family. And then, you know, Abraham's a chip off that block as well. And it's just nice to see guys, what I call paying it forward, because, again, it's almost like Abraham Elamimian, the fact that he's not in the NFL or Power 5 Conference, it's a travesty. But, again, he loves Hawaii, and, you know, he's he's a, he's a future defensive coordinator. He's a future head coach. Yeah, well, he, he is ready to be a coordinator, I know. And he, he is, he is a, a guy that his players, they play for him. He is a, he is a principled guy. He's got a real strong character. Uh, his players love him. I mean, I've been able to, he's talked to me about having a couple of the players talk just about life, not just football, but life experiences here in Hawaii. And I've always been open to, to open my door and they can come in and sit down and talk about life in Hawaii, life in, in general, and get away from the football aspect of it. And just him willing to op- open those opportunities up for his young guys, to me, says he cares about them, not just as players, but as young men. And I think that's special. Yeah, you know, and Artie, I said this early on Bo's Football Final, which is a podcast that 
we can't judge this coaching staff or we can't judge this team after two or three games. It's going to take longer than that based upon, you know, the departure of so many star players and new systems and all that. So, you know, um, let's continue to, um, you know, get behind these young men and hope that they have success moving forward because what's the alternative in terms of we can't be one double A or FCS. Please, please. We have to fill up a 9,000 seat stadium on a regular basis and people don't realize when the football team's successful, all the sports are successful. And I also think just the, you know, the whole um, when you talk to people from Hilo to Hanalei, from you know, from Keiki to Kupuna, they want this team to be successful, this program to be successful. You see how excited this state gets when the Little League baseball team wins the World Series. Remember the days of the Sugar Bowl. Remember oh. the days of you know constant bowl games, participation, and, and success. 50,000 people in the stadium. That wasn't that long ago. No, it wasn't. And it can happen again. And and this state is in desperate need of some, some joy and success. All the restaurants, all the bars, all the clubs, all the merchants, they all do better when UH is doing well. Rich, I appreciate you spending some time with us. I know you're in Vegas. Go have some fun. Bring back the money. Okay? Bring back the money. All right. Artie, Venmo me like six figures or whatever, and I'll make you a very rich man. You can buy a place on Kahala Avenue. Oh, 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 that, oh, hey, 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 enough already. <laughs> we'll see you. We'll see you when you get back. Enjoy your Polynesian uh, experience up there. All right, my, my brother. All right, appreciate it. Rich Miano um, with our moments with Miano. We appreciate him coming on. He is a guy who loves the University of Hawaii. Make no mistake about it. Loves that program. We'll be back with more right after this. Welcome back to the show. Enjoy uh, talking with Rich Miano. Give us a call. 296-1420 is the number. We are going to also have, in just a moment, Brian, Big B, is going to come and talk with us about uh, the world of sports. But the phone lines are open right now. Uh, 808-296-1420 is the number. Tomorrow's game against Michigan will be a challenge. Let's, Let's keep it real will be a challenge. We just hope that the team competes, plays hard. I mean, we've been on national television now uh, a couple times, and every time we've been on recently, we've been embarrassed, so to speak. I hope that won't be the case tomorrow. But uh, win or lose, we've got to support these guys and try and uh, keep the T.C. Ching feel uh, full. It shouldn't be hard with only nine to 10,000 people able to get there. We need to continue to fill that up. The T.C. Ching experience, one thing, just listening, I mean, come on, folks. The band and the music track has to get in sync. You either play, have the band play, or have a music track played. And then Billy V, I love Billy V, but Billy V, we got to get a mic that works. And then on the Malka side, on the Malka side, we might consider some screen, some awning or something that can come out and protect people because it's beyond toasty on the Malka side of that uh, facility in the first hour, two hours. And at, at 4.30, it's ridiculous. 
there could be some screening, some sunshade, some awning, something that can be put out that can work. They gave us a little 8-inch or 12-inch or 10-inch uh, circle, a little shade uh, screen the, the second game, which was helpful. But we need a whole lot more than that because you're going to lose people. And, it, and it's harder to go to games if you get beat and sit in the sun and roast. If you're winning, it doesn't seem like the sun is as hot and it seems like you're having a whole lot more fun. So that's one recommendation. Get a sunscreen, an awning or something created. Go to a company, see if they can do something for the Rainbow Warriors football program and that Malka section where there are people sitting there toasting. Just a thought. Brandon, thanks for calling us. What's going on, Brandon? Uh, UH basketball. UH basketball. Uh, so how do you think we're going to do? Well, we're, we'll talk basketball probably. I think I think we have we have the makings. This should be uh, this should be the best season that that University of Hawaii basketball has had in the last six or seven years. Um, I think this team has a lot of talent. I think it will see how they come together. Every team is different. Every team develops a different personality. And we'll have to see what this team will have as a personality. They lose and they have lost uh, um, DeRosier, who brought a certain... He was a tough guy. He played... He played tough. He he was a kind of a pit bull type guy. Wasn't the most athletic guy. Didn't jump out the gym, but he was tough, and you knew you could count on him game in and game out. I don't know who that guy will be for this year. So who 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 you think gonna be the special player this year? I don't know. That's the thing. Pick. I I don't have any idea. I would hope Kamaka Hepa would be better this season. I think Noel Coleman should be poised for a great year. And I'm hopeful, and I'm very hopeful that Samuta Avea and, and Juan Munoz, both of those guys, can be healthy enough to compete and play uh, this season and play what at the level. Well, more set. I think he's. I think he's. I think he is going to be somebody that you'll look for to improve. I don't expect him to make a difference right away. He will be a big body that can help and be a rim protector. But I think he's probably a year, maybe two years away from being a dominant guy, and he's got work to do. But if he's willing to work, he could be special. I, I got one more before you go. How do you think the schedule? How do you think the schedule? Schedule is not is not that hard. It's not difficult. It's uh, I think it's favorable for the University of Hawaii to have a good season. I don't I don't think this is this schedule is not even close to being a tough schedule, uh, and even the Diamond Head Classic is is just very average it's not anything exceptional so it's it's a schedule that's set up for hawaii to have some success and hopefully they'll have that all right we've got to take another break and then we'll come back with brian mcginnis right after this come back to the show let's go quickly brian big fella from spectrum media what's up brian how you doing Hey, what's up, Artie? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing well, man. What's happening? Give us give us some good news. Somebody needs to call in today and say Hawaii wins the game tomorrow. Well, you will be uh, continually looking for that person for the next <laughs> 
10, 10 to 15 minutes, I'm afraid. Oh, okay, okay. Give me your thoughts then. Give me your thoughts. Is it going to be just a bloodbath, or will we try and find a way to compete? Hey, look, um, I think it's a 51-and-a-half-point spread for a reason. Uh, that's a, uh, My understanding is that's a record for Michigan football, and we're talking about the winningest program in the history of college football with almost a thousand wins and you know going back to the 18 whatevers so um i don't think by any means this will be a close game but um what i'm really looking for Artie, is will you know will that pride kick in for the university of hawaii will they be able to have their first sack of the season will they be able to have their throw first passing touchdown of the season you know will the fight be there in the second, third, fourth quarter, when this thing probably gets way out of hand, um, just based on what we've seen over the last two weeks in these in these home games and the pedigree of Michigan. So, uh, while I think a victory is well off the table, there are definitely some things that uh, Hawaii football fans can you know, pay attention and look for uh, for the remainder of the season in this game. Yeah, well, I, I agree with you. The one thing I'm I'm wanting to watch and see is, how they respond to adversity because winning is habit forming losing becomes very habit forming as well and this is a new staff with a new culture and new everything these coaches have to have to rally up and do as great a job as possible to keep their their team together their positions together and their their team together i think that's one of the greatest challenges for sure already and and hey, make no mistake, there are opportunities to be seized even in a game like this. With you know, we, we know that Joey Yellen's going to get the start at quarterback. Uh, he did not make the most of that opportunity last time out against Western Kentucky. Um, you know, I think four for eleven with thirty six yards and just did not look good. So uh, we know Braden Shager is uh, on paper. He's hurt. He's on the trip. But um, the, the first backup, our understanding is. Jake Farrell, who looked good in the spring game and um, hasn't had a chance to get on the field yet this year. So might either Joey Yellen or a guy like Jake Farrell come in and do some good things, string some passes together, and, and get a further look down the line, perhaps. And, and that's definitely something folks should pay attention to. Well, Yellen is, uh, you know, you mentioned that he didn't have a great first game. And Oh, Coach, give me another chance. Okay, you can you can go against Michigan. <laughs> wow, I mean, whoa. Okay, coach, maybe I wasn't thinking. Give me another. Maybe not this week. No, <laughs> but I'm sure he's ready to go out there and compete. Everybody wants to play against the best. Uh, the offensive line's got to get their their act together. They've got to give him a little time. And I think the the coaching staff, the offensive staff, has got to come up with a game plan. Maybe simplify things. Do do some things that can give you a chance to have some success. If you control the, the football, if you, 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 know, you control a little clock, maybe the score won't get out of hand and you can stay competitive. I think the first five to eight minutes of this game are going to be critical tomorrow. Yeah, definitely. It'll, it'll set the tone one way or the other. Um, and right, Artie, I mean, they haven't, in this new scheme that, that Ian Shoemaker and Coach Chang are are trying to put out there, you know, they, they don't have a discernible name that you can throw on this thing, and they, they try to do a little bit of everything with some run-and-shoot concepts, RPO concepts. You know, they got Jordan Murray, the tight end there, with with a good amount of potential, I feel like. 
uh, and just haven't utilized him yet uh, or haven't been able to utilize him yet. So, um, But maybe you're right. Maybe they do need to simplify some stuff, try to hone in more on one specific identity, which might allow them to have more success. I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm not in the, those room that discussion, obviously, with the coaches. Um, maybe they're considering that. But as for now, they, they haven't looked like they've had just you know, something they can hang their hat on. Yeah, and that makes it that makes it difficult. It's it's nondescript, but it's not happening either. So you would like to see them at least put some points up. Uh, Hawaii, you know, people say Hawaii is a tough defensive t- uh, community. People love defensive football. That's true, but you know what? I think over the last few years, Hawaii has been a, a, a community that loves to see the, the points go on the board and you want to see teams score. That makes you feel good. It makes everything feel a little bit better. Yeah, I think we got a little spoiled that way, don't, don't you think? Yeah, well, I think we got really spoiled. I mean, I remember talking to Adam Leonard and, and Solomon Elamimian, and they would say, we're going to the locker room, you're down 21 points. And and I remember Adam saying, and Coach Jones would stand up and say, that's three, that's three possessions, we'll be back. And and the guys believed they believed it. They didn't think there was a problem with that. Yeah, no, nor should they. With, okay. You know, the, the kind of offensive numbers they were rolling up week in and week out. Man, those, those days seem a so long far away time right ago. Now. Yeah, it seemed a long time ago. Well, so you're predicting that Hawaii maybe takes a little, another another hit tomorrow. Okay, that I, I understand. What about the yep. Wahine volleyball? We only have a few seconds left here, and I apologize, Brian. I was trying to get you on earlier, and, and I got tied up. I apologize. Wahine volleyball tonight against USC and tomorrow night against USC. You have the voluminous talker Rich Miano on. That was I know. First mistake. Yeah, you know it, it's it's called moments. It's called moments with Miano. It should be a moment, a minute with Miano. You can't get him to stop. No, he's a tough act to follow for sure. Um, I, I think the Wahine. I'm going to guess they split with SC Friday Saturday. They were right there with UCLA and just couldn't close that deal in the fourth set. That was a tough one for them. But um, I, I like their chances of getting at least one of those two matches this weekend. Well, let's hope that happens. Brian, I appreciate it, man. They're telling me it's over for On Point, and I apologize. We'll have you back again in, in a, a couple weeks. All right, Artie. No okay, worries. thanks a lot. Brian McGinnis, one of the best. He's one of the absolute best sports guys in Hawaii. Hey, everybody, it's over. Have a great weekend. Happy birthday again to all my September babies. We'll see you at the birthday party tomorrow. Have a great weekend, Hawaii. Aloha.